Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. As a qualified nutritionist, I'm here to strip away the nonsense and get down to the bare essentials of nutrition and wellness. Join us as we debunk myths, chat with top-notch experts, and serve up practical tips that will leave you feeling empowered. Get ready to uncover the naked truth about living your healthiest life. Let's undress. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I am so excited to have you all here today because I feel like it's been a hot minute since I have sat down and actually recorded a solo episode, but I just have so many ideas running through my mind at the moment of different conversations that I want to have with you all. So there will be more solo episodes coming out, which I'm so excited about. Today's conversation, I want it to be based around my journey of gaining weight and how I actually navigated my way through this journey, because I want to start to break this stigma that weight gain is such a bad thing. We live in this world that it is seen in quite a negative light, and it's actually not. If you are new here, there is a bit of a backstory. So So quickly, just touching on this for me personally, when I was going through my journey of healing my relationship with food, healing my relationship with my body, and also regaining my period because I had lost my period, I had to gain weight. So I gained over 14 kilos to restore my health, basically. And yeah, it was a a journey and a half to go through. And because like I said, the world that we live in, there is this negative or negativity towards weight gain, and it can be seen in, in a bad light. And at the end of the day, it's just not always the case and it's not not it for everyone and for so many people their health journeys they do have to gain weight to actually be the healthiest version of themselves because their body is not functioning at the level that it should be functioning at and that was exactly where i was and this journey is is a tough one because you can have high highs and you can have low lows and you get comments from other people and you really have to go tunnel vision almost put your your blinkers or your blinders on and just focus on you and your goals that you have at the end of the day so if i just like backpedal a little bit for again those who are new here and haven't heard my story before the reasons why i lost my period was when i was about 15 i went on the contraceptive pill and i was on the pill for Oh, I think maybe it was, would have been six or seven years. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, I had quite a serious skiing incident. I fractured some bones, ruptured my ACL, tore my MCL, and I had to go into surgery for it. Anyway, it was a whirlwind of emotion, so I stopped taking the pill just because I couldn't actually get to the doctor to get a new script and all of these type of things. My period never came back, so I was like, well, I will just wait till I go back on the pill until my period is regular again. Did come back, but I lost it quite soon after I had been through surgery. I was doing all my rehab and coming out of that injury, I started taking up running and I got very into my running, was training for a half marathon, achieved that, started training for longer runs and I lost quite a lot of weight. I was still eating a significant amount of food, but it was nowhere near what my body actually needed in that time as well. So I wasn't eating enough. I was definitely under eating. And so my body was probably undernourished. And so my period did not come back from that point either. So this is where I had to go through a journey of completely stopping running. I literally actually had to stop exercise altogether apart from gentle Pilates, gentle walking or yoga. My heart rate, I couldn't go over 120 I think it was and I had to increase the amount of food that I was eating significantly and reduce my lifestyle stress so I really had to shift and do almost a 180 on how I was actually living my life but it was the most important thing for me to do to regain my period so in this time where I did lose my period yeah like I was the smallest version of myself I was like lean and I would like and I do these in quotation marks like society's idea of what healthy looks like 
yet you don't know what's going on behind closed doors right because to the eye and people maybe would have thought that I was healthy I exercised I ate well you know I seemed happy yet I didn't have a period I was thinking about food 24 7. I was getting anxious about having to eat out or if my I didn't have control over my days I was moody I was fatigued I would put exercise before social events I had fear foods I had food rules like there was a whirlwind of stuff that was going underneath the surface but to everybody else's eyes all they can see is the tip of the iceberg and so this is where it's so important that we actually start to recognize and realize that hey we have no idea what's going on behind closed doors but we also have to actually change the way that society sees healthy or health because it's not a one-size-fits-all there is not this this is the idea of, of what healthy needs to look like because i fit that box that society puts out there yet i wouldn't say that i was healthy and to me that is like it's sad it it, it does it, it upsets me that I put myself in that place. However, I was obviously self-aware enough that it wasn't right and that there actually got to be a different way of me living my life because I was consumed by body image thoughts quite regularly. So just to put this out there as well, for those who maybe think that they are restrictive eating or they're under eating, or they don't currently have a period, there are actually health consequences that come from this. It is not just the, oh, I, have fear foods, food rules, think about food all the time, binge eating. Like, yes, obviously that is a consequence of restrictive eating. And from restrictive eating, you might have lost your period as well. However, there are other health consequences that can come. Hormonal imbalances, bone health. So you could be at risk of early onset of osteoporosis, at risk of fertility issues, increased risk of cardiovascular diseases like heart attacks, strokes, mental health can decline quite significantly increased anxiety, depression, metabolic changes. So your metabolism can really slow down and you can end up with things like metabolic adaptation, gut health issues, which can be fairly uncomfortable, muscle and tissue loss, suppressed immune system, lack of cognitive function. Like there are so many things that can come from this. And this is why I really wanna put this message out there. I wanna to start to break this stigma because if your body is not at its healthiest point that it could be, it is time to make that change. And it's time to start to navigate your way through this journey that you get to go through. And so for me, as I said, so I had to stop my exercise. I had to increase the amount of food I was eating. And of course this meant that my body changed, right? So for me, one of the biggest things that I did, I had a metabolic change. I had metabolic adaptation because I had been exercising quite heavily and not feeling adequately, my metabolism had adapted. So this meant that in order for my body to get back to that point where it was actually functioning at its optimal level, I had to gain weight. And again, I want this to not be seen in a negative light. Like if I wanted my health back, it had to happen. So it was a positive thing that was happening. Yet, yeah, I got comments from people. Oh, this isn't a forever thing, right? Like you'll be able to lose it again. The hardest part for me on this journey, I reckon, was when my clothes stopped fitting and I had to go through a whole entire wardrobe reshuffle. I did a massive wardrobe clean out. Now, because I was in this mind of like, I was getting mixed signals from people and, you know, people were like, oh, it won't be forever. You'll be able to lose the weight, all of these type of things. I didn't know where my body was going to end up at the end of this journey. So I had no idea. I didn't fit as I honestly fit probably 5% of my wardrobe at this stage. So I had to get rid of 95% of my clothes, which was really hard to do. But then I had no desire to go and buy new clothes because I didn't know where my body was gonna end up. 
So I ended up going down to the op shop and just getting a couple of things that obviously didn't break the bank that if it fit me in the future or not, it didn't matter. But I needed something to be able to get through this. But that was really, really hard. The other thing that came out for me in this is my body image and just the, the amount of thoughts and the amount of mental capacity that I actually put towards thinking about my body. And one thing that I learned is I had wrapped up so much of my self-worth and my identity into my body weight, my body image, my body size. And to me, that is so incredibly sad. So for those who also don't know, I worked at Weight Watchers for four years and I saw the detrimental impact that this kind of dieting, restrictive eating and weighing, hopping on the scales has on women and how that it get it, it creates this culture of you are good if you are with weight or like your self-worth is your body weight, shape and size. And I just want to put this out there that it's not at the end of the day, like your body is literally the least interesting thing about you. And there are so many more things to achieve and do in life than always wanting to change the shape of your body. I guarantee that. And so as all of this was unpacking for me and I realized how much I have actually wrapped up and it's, I thought I had to uphold this image of looking this particular way because I was a nutritionist and I had this identity that I had created, like nobody else had created it for me. I had put it all on myself, but this meant that the weight game was literally going against that identity that I had created for myself. And that was one of the most fucking hardest things that I had to work through. I was literally challenging my core beliefs every single day. I wasn't exercising as much as I was. I was eating foods that I hadn't introduced or allowed myself to eat for a long period of time. I was challenging core beliefs, fears, so many different things. And that in itself is quite mentally exhausting, quite mentally draining. And so I want to talk through some things that I actually did to, to be able to work through this. And so, like I said, the first one would definitely be the wardrobe clean out, just getting rid of those clothes that actually no longer served me. They didn't fit me. They didn't make me feel good. And I didn't need to look at them anymore. I needed my wardrobe to be a space that was really inviting and there was no wardrobe malfunctions. I knew that everything in there actually did fit my body through all the changes that it was going through. And for it to just be like an accepting place that it's okay for the body to change. It doesn't mean that I have to try and force it into clothes that don't fit me. I actually get like, I get to be able to buy clothes that fit my body rather than trying to make my body fit the clothes, you know? And I think that's a huge one. So I had to buy clothes in bigger sizes. And it's so funny because now that I've overcome this, I think back to it, I'm like, oh my goodness, like why would I try and continue to buy such small clothes and force my body into that? When at the end of the day, like, I cannot tell you the, the sizing difference that ranges in my wardrobe now from thing to thing. like. Nobody else sees that tag size. I guess when you think about somebody that you look up to, guaranteed you have not once thought about the like what size clothes they're wearing, right? Like nobody cares and nobody else sees it. But it's so much more comfortable when you're actually wearing clothes that fit your body, guaranteed. The other things that I did, so I actually started to really focus on what my body allows me to achieve rather than what it actually looks like. And I say this to so many of my clients, right? Like there's this saying of the woman who has everything always wants more. And the woman who has nothing only ever wants one thing. So if you think about the fact that you have everything, that like you have a, a body that allows you to move, exercise, study, work, get through the day, maybe you have children, maybe you know, you go on adventures, holidays, your body allows you to achieve all of that, right? Yet you put so much pressure and emphasis and focus on the fact that you want it to look a different, a different way. Yet there would be someone out there 
who let's say they only have one leg they would not give two shits of what their other leg looked like they would just want to have two able legs to get them and allow them to get from a to b and move and do all of the things that your body actually already allows you to do and so this is where i had to really change my perspective on again body is the least interesting thing about me and my body shows up for me every single day it allows me to achieve everything that i am achieving in my life right now and what it looks like it ain't actually that important at the end of the day the other thing that i had to really prioritize was self-care and self-respect again i was challenging core beliefs that I, I nobody else had created these like i had created these for myself and i had like i'm so glad that i did have to challenge them because this point where i am at now is so worth it but going through that i had to force myself to show up for myself because if you are restrict restrictive with your eating guaranteed that's a level of of disrespect for yourself because it means that you actually don't respect yourself enough to show up to eat adequately to eat consistently to fuel your body to nourish your body with act with what it actually really truly deserves and desires because if you think about it all these people around in your life that you love if you had control over their food choices guaranteed you would not restrict them from food guaranteed you would not undernourish them and I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm making a word for today. Like you would show up, you would nourish them, you would give them an adequate and consistent amount of food, right? But yet you don't do it to yourself. So that means that, yeah, you give respect to everyone else, but you're not actually giving respect to yourself. And I know that that sometimes comes off a little bit harsh and a little bit of tough love, but it's true. And I lived through it. Like when I think back to it, I'm like, that is just so disrespectful of what I did and what I put my body through. And that my body showed up for me every single day and it, its tank was empty like I wasn't giving it enough fuel yet I still expected it to function at its optimal level like it doesn't make sense and so I had to show up with extra self-care and extra self-respect whatever that looked like and every day was different some days it was sleeping in some days it was having an extra long shower some days it was literally just taking the night off and doing a hair mask face mask you know the, the everything shower Sometimes it was literally just sitting down with my journal or taking myself on a solo date. You know what? Sometimes the self-care and self-respect was actually just like crying and letting it all out and having the support around me from my boyfriend. Like every day was different, but that was one of the biggest and most important aspects of this journey. And also redefining what self-respect looks like for me. Having little sticky notes on my mirror was an absolute game changer of just the prompts of what can I do today that actually allows me to show up with that level of self-respect? So maybe it is going and challenging a, food, a fear food that I have. You know, there's so many different ways to start to challenge it. And then the next layer on top of this was actually continuously brain dumping and journaling. I There were so many internal thoughts, like uh, the internal battles that I was having was just extreme. And so by brain dumping and getting all of this out of my head and onto paper really allowed me to come in from a different perspective. And look at it from a different line and be like well if anybody else said this to me like i would sit down and, and the advice i would give them is that you know you're beautiful on the inside and out and at the end of the day your body it does not define you as a person and to put that much control and of what your self-worth is to your body weight shape and size is quite scary and so the more that i brain dumped and journaled the more that i was actually able to coach myself through this and change the way that my brain actually thinks and views myself and my body which was really interesting and quite a huge self-development journey to go on because at the end of the day like like i said you know you give so much to everyone else you have that respect and that love for everyone else around you but when it comes to yourself you know you you try and pour from an empty cup like you've got to pull back into yourself 
And then also, again, like changing that perspective of what I actually wanted from my life as well. Like what was important to me? And some of the biggest questions that stood out to me were like things like, you know, when you're 80 years old, looking back on your life, what do you feel like you would have spent too much time worrying about? And for me, 100%, it was my body weight, shape or size. It was the food choices that I was making. What would I have not spent enough time doing? Living, being present in the moment, creating amazing core memories with the people that I love, going on adventures, spontaneous ice cream dates. Like, oh, you know what is more scary than the fear foods and the food rules is living a life where you regret or living a life where you're not creating the core memories. And that to me was more scary than going through this journey of gaining the weight that I had to gain. You know, I also use it always asking myself, well, like at my funeral, what do I want people to say about me? Because I guarantee I don't want them to comment on my body weight, shape or size. So if that's what I live my whole entire life thinking and, and, and acting on, I'm literally living my life not aligned to any of my values. And so that was another one, like, what do I actually value in my life? Because I had put so much of my identity and core beliefs to my body weight shape or size that I actually had to start to change that because it wasn't the be all and end all. And if I lived my entire life like that, like I would live in regret and it's not what I wanted. Like I want to have a family. I want to be a healthy version of myself. I actually want to be a good role model for my future kids, which is no, no time soon. Let's get that straight. But you know, I want to change that path forwards because I don't want them to go through what I had to go through. I don't want them to have the battle that I had with my body, with food. It's not fun. It's physically and mentally exhausting. And I also don't want to be 70 years old and still worried about weighing my peanut butter on the scales or what my body looks like in clothes. And so this journey had to happen at the point that it it did. And I had to gain the weight that I did to get to this point. And I can now confidently say that I will be 70 years old and I, I don't even have scales anymore to weigh food on. Like, it's just not a thing. It's not something, it's not a thought that goes through my mind anymore. My wardrobe is a constantly inviting place to go into. Now, through this journey of like getting away, obviously, so I just want to also be clear that I do not know how much I currently weigh. So the 14 kilos that I gained, I did, my body ended up leveling out and losing a little bit of that. Some of that was probably also fluid retention as well, but I don't know what I weigh anymore. I have no attachment to the number on the scales. I have no attachment to my clothing sizes. My self-worth and my identity is no longer defined by my body weight, shape or size. And that is so important. And so the process of of gaining weight for me, I think was the most powerful journey that I have ever gone through because it taught me so many things. And I wanna share with you some of the top things that it did teach me. It literally taught me that at the end of the day, like your body is the least interesting thing about you. And when I think about the people in my life that I love or the people that I look up to, I don't look up to them because of the way that they look. I look up to them because of the qualities that they have and, you know, the way that they lead their life and their strengths and just the beautiful souls that they actually are as as a human. That we, the other thing that has taught me is we definitely live in a world where we have been taught to put so much emphasis on our bodies and the way that they look, but we also get to change that. And unfortunately, at the end of the day, like we have no control over what other people say and what other people do to us but we get to control what we take, what we absorb from it and what we actually do moving forwards. One of the biggest things that this journey also taught me was that anyone else who has a comment to make about your food choices and your body, it's a projection from themselves. They have their own insecurities about their own weight and their food choices that they are actually projecting it onto you to make them feel better. When you can understand that people will forever project, 
you don't have to take any of it on. You almost build like this wall. And it's like, cool, that's your opinion. You obviously have stuff that you got to work out, but that's a you problem, not a me problem. We actually get to be like, you know what, if you're sitting here thinking that that's selfish, maybe this isn't the podcast for you because like, yeah, maybe it comes across as selfish, but at the end of the day, you are the main character and you're the director of your life. So you get to actually absorb whatever you want to absorb. Do not entertain that energy that you don't want to attract into your life. The third thing that this journey taught me is that people will accept you. And if people don't accept you because your body is changing, you need to get some new people in your life because if anybody is not accepting you for the way that you look, they have some serious stuff that they got to sort out themselves, right? And that is probably not something that you actually want in your corner ever. So you got to challenge these fears because at the end of the day, like we are literally born with two fears, the fear of falling, the fear of abandonment. Every other fear that we have in life is learned. But for so many of us, we have developed this fear of if we gain weight, something bad is going to come from that. Now, everybody's might be different and they might think somebody might leave them or they won't be accepted anymore. They won't be loved. They won't have attention, whatever it is. But you've got to challenge this fear because at the end of the day, you will be accepted no matter what your body looks like. Again, who are you? Like, show me who you are from within, not from the outside. When, if you were to, and this is something that I get some of my clients to think about as well. Let's say you were to go through a day where you literally did not give your body a second thought and you did not give food a second thought. How would your day actually look? What would you eat? What would you wear? What exercise would you do? Who would you hang out with? What would you do in your spare time? What would your environment look like? What would you read? What would you watch? Because it, at the moment, is your day dictated and controlled by the consuming thoughts towards your body and food? And is that actually different to how you want to be living in life? It would be interesting to know and a very, very powerful one to unpack as well. Because the other thing that this journey told me is that there is so much more to life. And if you are spending every day thinking about your body and thinking about food and worried about weight gain, you're missing out on creating so many amazing core memories. And so you've got to challenge these. You've got to give yourself that hardcore evidence. You've got to understand that our bodies are, are, will change through our lives and it's actually okay for that to happen. Now, the other thing that this taught me is like, you might look, and again, I do these in quotation marks, like society's versions of health, but you're not healthy at all. And so maybe it's also important that you start to redefine what does healthy mean to you. If it has just always meant that you look a certain way, but you don't have a period, you are moody, you are fatigued, you have bad digestion, your gut health is off, you have brain fog, you can't think properly, you have thin hair, you know, is that still healthy? Because I would say no, it's not. And so maybe it's even important that you sit down and actually write out what does health mean to you? For me, it means being really switched on, great brain health, like being clear, having good sleep, great digestion, great gut health, good skin, thick hair, growing nails, like stable energy levels. Like, I don't want to live a life where I don't have any of that now that I've experienced it. That like health to me is actually having a healthy relationship with food, with your body, being able to go out and eat out and socialize and it not cause any anxiety. Allowing all foods, not restrictive eating, not cutting food groups out, fueling your body, actually being able to listen to your hunger and fullness cues. So what does healthy look like to you individually? And then the other thing, and I know I mentioned this earlier as well, of probably the last thing that this journey taught me is what do I want to be remembered for? What impact do I want to have? What do I want people to say about me? Because it has nothing to do with the way that I look, yet I had created this identity and core belief that it was. So I had to re literally rewrite that narrative and that story that I had 
come up with. And you get to actually do the same. So if you're currently going through a journey where you are trying to regain your period or heal your relationship with food and yourself and weight gain does happen, I want you to know that, yeah, I get it. Like it is a tough journey because of the world that we live in, but it is one that is going to teach you so much. And if your body has to gain weight through this journey, it is needed for you to literally be the healthiest version of yourself. And the things that you can learn from this journey are amazing. The level of self-acceptance that you can get from this journey, incredible. And respect goes two ways. When you actually start to respect your body, your body respects you back. And so for years, I was disrespecting my body. I was under eating. I was over exercising. I was living a very stressful life. And I was I, like, I didn't have a menstrual cycle. And it wasn't until I actually started to respect my body that my body has, is now respecting me in return. And that is one of the most empowering things that you can do. The self-confidence that that gives you is just amazing. And I want and hope, and that's exactly why I do what I do, working with women to actually help them stop binge eating, heal their relationship with food, heal their relationship with health, because I want every woman to experience the freedom that I now actually experience where I have a great relationship with my body. I have a great relationship with food. My health is like at its optimal level. And I want that for everyone because the, the other things that you get to achieve in life when you get that is so fucking cool. You get to work on your career, your relationships, your friendships, your travel, whatever it is that you want to achieve, you actually get to go and achieve. You get that. Like you actually get to have a life like that, which is so cool. But it all starts with you. And sometimes taking the first step on this journey is definitely the hardest, but you just got to start. And there will be high highs and there'll be low lows. So go back and maybe even write down some of those things that I mentioned of, of how you can work through everything and start to reprogram your brain and your mind. Now, I know, again, solo episode, there'll be more solo episodes coming out because I just love sitting and I love chatting with you all about these type of topics because obviously I've been through my own journey of it, but I'm also qualified and experienced in this field and area as well. So, so, so many things to chat about. I also would love to hear from you. If there's any other topics that you want to dive into or questions that you have, maybe I'll even do another Q&A podcast episode soon as well then just head over to my Instagram, which is KJ Wellness with three S's and shoot me through a DM because as always, I love connecting with you all. I love chatting with you all. I love your feedback. I love your ideas of topics that you want me to touch on as well. So I hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night whenever you're listening to this. I know that you're going to get through this journey. You have got this. Don't give up. There is the light at the end of the tunnel and having a healthy relationship with both food and yourself is the best place that you can get to. And I am so genuinely excited for you to get there as well. So enjoy the rest of the day or the night and I will talk to you in the next episode very soon. Until then, you take care. Bye.